This is Ramsey Radio, the farming and farm machinery podcast from Ramsey Brothers, partnering farmers since 1950. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Ramsey Radio, our podcast about all things farming for farmers in South Australia and beyond. I'm Tim Glover and I can promise you today a super interesting conversation. My guest is none other than the man behind one of Australian agriculture's many machine success stories, Jared Stoll founder of Stoll Sprayers, and as they say, behind every great man is an even better woman, and Jared's wife, Kelly Stoll. Jared and Kel, welcome to Ramsey Radio. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So I know it's normal to ask about how companies like you, yours got started, but I guess I want to begin with a slightly deeper question, and that's why you guys decided to start Stoll Sprayers. Um, when I originally started the business, the manufacturing side wasn't planned to be a main branch of the business. So I started the business uh, essentially just as a dedicated spray shop for the for the Wagga and surrounding areas. It was basically a shop where people could get any spare parts for all model sprayers, get their sprayers serviced quickly and efficiently with with the whole idea being to you know keep farmers going and to support them no matter what the brand of machine was we sold quite a bit of you know your spot spray gear your ute back sprayers that sort of thing and you know basically it just sort of grew organically we had had a farmer would come in and say you know i've got a particular brand sprayer but you know i think something could be done a bit better could you modify it for me? Back then, we were mucking around with things like direct injection, which was, you know, we were probably the first people to do that. We adopted GPS guidance stuff pretty early and started doing a lot of retrofitting and that sort of stuff and, and just basically grew from there. And it, it sort of got to the stage, you know, where rather than people coming in saying, could you modify this for me? It kept, they were starting to come in saying, could you build me a sprayer with these particular features? A lot of the times, if they wanted something quite different, the bigger companies would tend to shy away from it a little bit. They'd say, oh, no, this is our product range. We can't do it. So that's that's sort of where it started from. Um, and, yeah, basically just, just grew into the manufacturing side from there. Fantastic. And what was your background before, you know, you, you obviously got into the spray shop and got that up and running? And I guess the extension of that question is, um, what did you bring to the project? Well, my, my history um, grew up on a, on a small family farm just north of Wagga. When I finished school, I didn't have any real, you know, real solid plans on, on what, my, what I wanted my career path to be. Uh, I started work at a local CRT store here in Wagga called H. Francis & Co. They were, there was two sides to that business. They were a rural merchandise store and they were also a stock and station agent. And at the time, I was half keen on getting into the stock and station side. So I got a job there and they sold spraying equipment. There was one gentleman there who was basically running all that side of the business and he finished up with them, you know, literally two or three weeks after I started. So they basically said to me, we've got all this spray gear here. You need to learn what it is, how it works and sell it for us. I ended up staying there for five years and really, really enjoyed it. You know, enjoyed that, the the spraying side of it. So the next logical step was to, to have a crack of my own and see what happens. So um, and yeah, growing up on the farm, back to your question, with the um, the technical side, no official training or degree, just like any any young guy on the farm grew up and loved tinkering around with stuff and building stuff and yeah. Now, Kel, I'm going to bring you into the conversation, having had the uh, opportunity of visiting you guys many times. Some things don't change, there's quite often a few projects stuck in the back of the workshop that still need uh, tinkering with that, that part of Jared hasn't changed. 
No, certainly not, Tim. And it's probably grown a little bit since we've seen you last. There is a substantial number of projects sitting there. Some have been started and restarted and restarted again. So, yeah, it, it it's, yeah. Perfection is a process, Kel. You can't rush it. you got to step back and take the time. Yeah, definitely one of my strengths, Tim, is... is- pulling stuff apart and um, then jumping onto the next project before it's put back together. That obviously for our listeners is is in in your after hours time. When you're in the working space, you actually put them together and they stay together. So um, you talked about earlier, you know, people uh, asking the question, can you modify and then moving on to can you build? That's a fair leap forward from, you know, selling spare parts and, and offering advice and doing repairs and that sort of thing. Give us a little bit of an insight into how you actually made that transition to go, right, we're going to turn into a manufacturer. Yeah, probably from um, timeline-wise, so 2000 started the business, probably 2000 to 2005 was generally, you know, like I said, selling components, um, modifying, doing a few little jobs on the side, not a lot. Around that 2005, 2006 um, was around about the time when we started actually making the complete units. And it was just a matter of, you know, Farmer Joe would want a sprayer built and it was pretty much, um, this is how I want it built. No pressure to get it finished. You know, whenever you get it done, we'll, we'll use it. So we did that from probably 2005 to around about 2009. And, you know, we're probably doing... 10 sprays a year, that sort of thing, and just slowly getting more and more. And it was around about 2009, we're at, we're at Henty Field Days, and the inquiry really, really started to pick up. We'd moved from our first workshop into our second place, which was obviously bigger, but it wasn't big enough to, to start manufacturing. And it was, you know, here again, we'd, we'd have sort of one sprayer getting built at a time. And that's when Kel and I sort of sat down and said, right, well, you know, we're getting so much inquiry and so much good feedback. Let's let's have a crack and completely redesign the sprayer, get our own tanks moulded exactly how we want them done so we can build the build the chassis around it. And that was probably, it would have been a 12-month process to, des- to just to design the first machine, which we launched at Henty 2010. 2010. And it, it just got a huge, huge response. Like we were so, so blown away. Just I think we sold 20 sprayers on off the stand, which is is unheard of. The response we got to it was just mind-blowing. We were so, so blown away. And then say from 2010 to 2015-ish, we were essentially still a a manufacturer that was selling our sprayers locally. So 80% of the sprayers would have gone within a 200k radius and a few random ones went, got sent away elsewhere. And then I think it was probably 2015 when you guys, when Ramsey's approached us and said they wanted to, were, were keen on being a dealer. And that that sort of forced us to, um, you know, get get bigger, get better. Because if we thought, right, if, if we're now supplying these to a company like Ramsey's, you know, we've got to be on the ball. They've got to be done. Not that it weren't done right, but everything's got to be got to be spot on. Um, and that that really forced us into lifting our game, into putting more procedures into place. You know, we moved to a, to a bigger factory. We got more staff. It was here again. It was right place, right time. And yeah, that was that was probably one big thing that really drove us to go from sort of a small, re- relatively well-known manufacturer into a major player. Well, you sort of, I guess, you know, you were that bespoke manufacturer of sprayers. So you were still literally building a bespoke sprayer, but building them in, in higher quantities and, and volumes. Yep, exactly. The farm would come in and, you know, they'd want, you know, this tank size with this boom and they might want a few different things and you'd sit down with each farmer individually and each each machine was built as their unit. And then that, like I said, when you guys come on, that really forced us to make that change into becoming, you know, a more 
um, you know, large scale manufacturer. We we had our product line, we had everything sorted out, and yeah, it went from there. And I guess, Kel, I mean, it was a daunting period, really, because you were comfortable. You know, you were working at a pace that was sustainable. But to make that leap was obviously, um, you know, something that you, you you did together. But it would have been daunting, I would have thought, at the same time. Uh, it was. Look, it was a huge leap. I think for me at the time, we were we were working towards something together, and we knew we could create something really special, but what really cemented that we were doing the right thing was Jared would tell our good customers that were coming in the door that we were building these sprayers before we had even designed the sprayer. And we had customers saying, as soon as it's ready, I'll take one. As soon as it's ready, I'll take one. And as it grew and the design became more reality, we had more customers saying, I want to buy one. And we had orders for these sprayers before it had even been created. So that was all I needed to to get behind Jared because these customers 100% believed in what he was doing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, reputation's a hugely critical thing in, in anything, you know, and I guess for people to be walking in the door and going, I know you're building something. I don't know what it is, but I know when you build it, it's going to be bloody good. And I want one, stick my name on it and just let me know when it's going to be ready. Has got to be a good thing. Yeah, it was. And it, it gave us the enthusiasm and encouragement to to put everything into that sprayer. And we launched in 2010 and the field days. And a month later, we had our first son tech. So it was like we were having two children at the same time. So I guess we we wind the clock forward now. Um, Obviously, the product range has grown substantially since 2010. But to just give us a quick update on where you're at at the moment. Yes, so product range, we've now got everywhere from the S3 to the S10. So there's a 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 8,000 and a 10,000. Um, booms that we make uh, 18 up to 36 metres. Oh, sorry, 18 to 42 metres now. And we can do out to the 48 metre boom using the, the Pommier boom. Premises at the moment, we've got 16 or 1700 square metres under roof and just looking to do another shed extension at the moment, which will be another four bays um, and they're six metre by 18 metre bays. So that'll give us a bit more capacity. Staff-wise at the moment, we're sitting on about 20. We'd dearly love to, to find a few more, uh, but it's a little bit tough at the moment finding finding more. In the last six months, we've been working with a couple of engineering firms here in Wagga to get some of our gear outsourced, which is working quite well. Um, and that's sort of, you know, the things that are, the components that are pretty simple, like the chassis and drawbars, that sort of thing, where we're getting a local firm to build a lot of those for us. Orders-wise at the moment, we've got over 100 sprayers in line at the moment to get built. So the last 12 or 18 months, sales have been just astronomical. Probably one thing at the moment that would last, everyone's in the same boat too, but uh, getting components is is relatively tough at the moment. You know, we're big lead times on electronics out of the States. Um, our tyres come out of the States. So a lot of that sort of stuff is, is a bit challenging and that's quite frustrating when you've got the opportunity to, to produce so much gear at the moment, but you're a little bit hamstrung by by getting some particular components. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we need to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask Jared and Kel about where the company's headed and what new things, models, surprises, technology is in the pipeline. Stick around for that. You're with Ramsey Radio. Like anything, a farm is only as good as what goes into it. That's why Ramsey Brothers backs you up with a huge range of factory-approved spare parts and accessories. Plus high-quality lubricants, batteries, hand tools, water pumps, consumables and everyday essentials. We even have a year-round stock of toys for the little farmer in your life. So, if you need it, we can supply it. 
Simply get in touch with our parts team or visit ramseybrothers.com.au. Ramsey Brothers, partnering farmers since 1950. Welcome back to Ramsey Radio and our chat with Jared and Kelly Stoll, the man and the woman behind Stoll Sprayers. Guys, we've talked about how you got the company started, where it's grown to. So it would be really remiss of us not to acknowledge um, your donation and that of your staff and your supplies of a brand new S6 sprayer that was given to Variety uh, South Australia, the children's charity a number of years ago. Yeah, no, I think it's one of the proudest things we've ever done. We've got great accolades of amazing sprayers and great clients and dealers. But um, for me personally, what we did with Variety and Ramsey was something really special. There was a lot that went into it from all parties, especially our staff. When we took the idea of donating a sprayer to Variety to raise money, it was a huge commitment for us as as a small manufacturing business to to do that. But once we explained it to our staff, they were all on board and donated their time to build the sprayer, which you know really made it not only special for Jared and I, but for all of us involved. So many hands touched that sprayer, and everyone did it from the goodness of their heart. It was it was a beautiful idea that we thought, um, not just as stoles, because while it was the company that did it, it was something that was really important to Jared and I. We're, we're super private. We don't, you know, we're not in everyone's faces. We just do our own things. So it was something that came from us that we could give back to the community and especially the Ramsey customers who had just supported us and been, been absolutely amazing. It was an amazing experience, as you said. From the time that we, I guess, we hatched the idea, you know, and, and where it just organically grew to, uh, you know, and I guess in the end, it, it actually worked out pretty well because all of a sudden we had one of our really good customers that ended up buying the sprayer, happened to be involved in variety, and uh, it kind of just went from there to that wonderful night where we launched it, displayed it, you know, and announced that it had been sold and what it had been sold for and that variety benefited from over $160,000 which we all know every single cent and dollar of that went to uh, changing disadvantaged and sick kids' lives. It was an amazing journey. Yeah, it was certainly one that um, I'll look on forever. And I don't know, with you as well, it was it was important to you that we gave back and did something. And yeah, it was, it was so special. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the night itself that, that you guys organised at Adelaide Oval was just fantastic to see the sprayer parked at the front and, you know, see the, the stolen name up on the on the big lights out the front was was pretty amazing. But, yeah, look, obviously was was Kel and Tim, was you were the two that, that had the idea of coming up with it and, you know, I was behind it 100%. To be in a position to be able to, to do that was, was, you know, pretty humbling. Like I said, it was 2015, I think, when you guys started supporting us. Without that support, we, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. And, you know, the the knowledge that, like you said, it, it's going to help sick and disadvantaged kids, it was a was a no-brainer, really. Yeah, super exciting time. And looking to the future now, and I'm not about to hit you up and say it's about time that we build another sprayer to donate, but, mate, the sprayer market is changing. You know, where do you see it in terms of, you know, some – applications of that new technology, uh, obviously on the Stoll product. Um, just give us an update on where you think we're at, you know, with, with technology moving forward. Obviously, the big one for the last five years has been Weed Seeker. You know, we're doing a fair amount of that at the moment. That is now, you know, leading into green on green. So actually, you know, spot spraying weeds out of crops. You know, the technology is there at the moment, but it's probably not, you know, widely available like anything, anything that's new, it will, you know, the price will slowly come down and it'll become 
become mainstream. That's probably the, in my my opinion, the green on green spot spraying is probably the big one that's that's happening at the moment. Um, you know, some of our suppliers have got new products and stuff coming online over the next twelve months, which we'll be looking seriously at. Um, and then that will get into things like mapping of paddocks with drones. So, you know, they'll fly a drone over the paddock, map where the weeds are. That will then generate a, a map that will go into your, your controller and it will just spot spray weeds out of the paddock. So I think that's probably over the next five years, that's probably going to, in spraying, that's probably going to be the big new one. Individual nozzle control now, while it's still not widely adopted, is, is beginning, getting more and more popular. Um, it's just going to be a matter of reducing chemical usage and not not blanket spraying everything. That's probably going to be, be the big thing that's going to happen over the next five to ten years. Hundred percent. I think that's you know we you know we got to continue to drive efficiency gains. But I think the other side of it is also Jared, which is going to drive that argument is obviously sustainability. You know, and environmentally friendly practices. So any reduction in in chemical use has got to be a good thing. So certainly from our perspective as a as a retailer, they're the um, they're the sort of things that uh, we're starting to see. Anything else that you see changing in that uh, spraying landscape? The only other thing, mate, is we're seeing a big shift to to the bigger capacity trailers. You know, we don't have any any plans at all to do anything. We're ten thousand. It holds about. 10,500, 10,600 litres. We don't have plans to build anything bigger at the moment, but we're selling, you know, more and more S8s and S10s than we, than we ever had. You know, S6s have probably always been our leader in terms of number of units per year. Uh, it's now, you know, definitely been taken over by S8s and a lot, a lot of S10s going out. And when we first did the S10, you know, it was a, it was a big machine and there wasn't much around that big. And, you know, we sort of thought... I think it was here again, it was you guys that drove us to build it. And I'm, you know, I remember distinctly talking to Link Ramsey and him saying, you know, would you guys build a 10,000? We got guys that would buy it. And we were sort of, oh, we'll see how we go. And anyway, we built one. And at, at, at the start, we didn't do, you know, a lot of numbers of those per year. It might have been, you know, half a dozen or eight a year sort of thing, but they're just getting more and more popular. So, well, same as what we are touching on before. People need to get more efficient. You know, they're finding it harder and harder to get any labour to help them out. You know, you look at summer spraying, guys want to fill a tank up, get out there early in the morning, do one tank and be done. So the, the, they're just getting bigger and bigger in capacity. Um, and that's, that's we're really seeing a big shift towards big capacity trailers over the last 12 months, 18 months, two years. I think um, just adding in there, Tim, I remember distinctly when the 8,000 was initially raised, the 6,000 was as big as we were going to go. And um, I blame Link on for a, we never fight, Jared and I, but I tell you what, we had some discussions about an 8,000 litre sprayer and I wasn't really excited about the idea, but we let it through. And then when he came home and mentioned a 10,000, I think I nearly lost it. Like there was no, at the time, it was such a big sprayer. And that was one of the times that I was not happy with. And, and I think sitting here now, he could quite comfortably look at me and say, I told you so. It's an interesting thing. We can blame Link for a lot of things. But (laughs) I guess the exciting thing about Ag, um, Kel, is that nothing stays the same. But one of the really, really exciting things, reassuring things, is the fact that you guys will listen to our customers. And that has happened all the way through the journey. So listening to the story today, you know, and, and really understanding that the actual manufacturing side of it was born by people coming in and going, 
can you do this? Gee, I'd really like this. You know, even to where you've evolved to, you still listen to the end user and product improvements are made because of that feedback. It's genuinely driven by the end user experience. Yeah, it definitely is, mate. And you know, I've said this to, to a lot of people over the years, you know, we can build a sprayer how, you know, we think a sprayer should be built, but at the end of the day, we're not out in the paddock using it. So a lot of our design changes over the years have, have been driven by by the farmer feedback and, and what actually works in the field. And that's probably one thing we've always concentrated on is to make the sprayer, you know, user-friendly over and above just the appearance of the sprayer. You know, we're, we're not into sort of putting components where you can't get at them because it, it looks, you know, flash or anything like that. And that's, here again, that's farmer feedback and a lot of stuff on that sprayer that's that's been farmer ideas over the years. Yep. And I think I referred to the, the tagline, simple, stronger, better. The number of times I've seen a customer look at one of your sprays and they've looked at it and gone, how simple is the spray system? Um, you know, you've only got to look at the worlds that were coming out and that sort of stuff you talked about before. And I know it's been a little bit of a journey to get some of this stuff outsourced. I guess what you didn't touch on is that you have such a high level of um, expectation as to what comes out with your badge on the side. Right. We're running out of time, guys. Um, just quickly, we've been through the journey. Any message to any of the farmers out there or anyone realistically with a shed that may have a dream or can see a need, has an idea and think they can build a solution as you guys have? Um, yeah. Have a crack. Yeah, have a crack. The old Nike slogan's the best one in the world. Just do it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, what what have you got to lose? You only live once. And look, you know, farmers are a, they're a cluey bunch. If they've got an idea that they think will work, it, it usually will. Yeah. Yeah. No. If, if anyone is looking to build something, wants to build something, just just do it, just try it and see what happens. Absolutely. Now, before we go, um, if any of our listeners are in Wagga, they can call in and have a look at the factory? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, any any day, Monday to Friday, call in, drop in, have a look around for sure. And if they call in around smoko time, you're still running about three and a half kilos worth of tucker at a smoko? Or? <laughs> I do put a bit away each day. but <laughs> I've got to say to our listeners, I've never known, and Kel, you will absolutely back me up on this. <laughs> For a bloke that's in pretty good physical condition, I've never seen someone poke away as much smoke as this bloke does. He is an absolute machine, Tim. He, he does like his food. At least we know what keeps him happy, Kel. Hey, guys, um, it's been awesome. And I knew having a chat with a couple of genuine Aussie entrepreneurs would be interesting and rewarding. And as per usual, you haven't let us down. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. And obviously the very best of luck for Stole Spras and what the future holds. Pleasure, Tim. Thank you. And um, yeah, huge thanks to all the Ramsey organisation for your um, support over the years. And like I said, we genuinely wouldn't be in the position we are today without you guys. So thank you. Nah, and look, absolutely appreciate And the other side of that is, of course, from our perspective, you know, the support that we've received from our customers collectively has been awesome. You know, I think we're heading Kel, close towards the 200 mark. We're not far from that. So it's been an incredible story, I guess, for both of us. Yeah, no, it's something um, you're still dealing with Jared and Kel's stall when you buy a stall sprayer. I think that's one of the most important things. Jared touches every sprayer that rolls out in some way. He still works on them. Um, we've got Richard, our GM, who's amazing and oversees everything. So, you know, we're not just pumping them out of the back of a, a shed. We we see each sprayer roll out and um, we're just so grateful to be in this position and, and be able to work with people like you, Tim, and Link and the whole team at Ramsey. Fantastic, guys. Appreciate it. Now, it almost goes without saying, but if you're looking for one of Jared's outstanding products, for your farm, Ramsey Brothers is your friendly local stole spray stockist for South Australia. So come in and see us at any time. 
And on that point, we're out of time. So thanks for joining us on Ramsey Radio today. If you liked what you heard, remember to check out all our other episodes on your podcast app and subscribe now so you don't miss our next one. In the meantime, I'm Tim Glover. Stay safe and I'll catch you on our next episode of Ramsey Radio. You've been listening to Ramsey Radio, brought to you by Ramsey Brothers. Find this and all our podcasts on your preferred podcast app or on our website at ramseybros.com.au. Thank you.